It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Good morning. I am here with my um, Confidence in Bloom podcast, and today we're going to speak with Kendra Urban, and uh, we're going to chat about the Ayurvedic lifestyle, and she touches a little bit on COVID and what we're going through right now during the pandemic. Kendra Irvin is an Ayurvedic health counselor, certified wellness coach, professional kinesiologist, and speaker. She has been in the wellness industry for 22 years and has founded Living Light Ayurveda in the fall of 2015. Her zone of genius is in creating body type nutrition and lifestyle programs for high-performing humans. Kendra is a best-selling author, has written for multiple wellness newsletters and online magazines. And she has spoken on several podcasts and international summits. She offers master classes, webinars, retreats, and your happy body course. Oh, and she's also done group and private coaching programs. Her latest project is the Happy Body Summit coming up November 23rd to the 25th with 30 heart-centered humans from across Canada and the U.S. Her mission is to make Ayurveda a household name. Hi, Kendra. Hi. Um, we are going to talk today about um, your Ayurveda, I'm going to say it wrong, Ayurvedic lifestyle. Um, where are you right now located? I am in Red Deer, Alberta. Wow. And what do you call your position or your profession? So, um, so I work in the field of Ayurveda. There's a uh, there's a bunch of different um, sub categories, if you will, of people that work with the profession of Ayurveda. And so mine is Ayurvedic health counselor. And so where my zone of genius lies is in preventative health based on the world's oldest wellness system. People say either Ayurveda or Ayurveda, it's tomato, tomato, it really doesn't matter. What matters is how we use it for our lives. Excellent, excellent. So what, I don't know if you just answered the question, what is Ayurveda? Uh, so Ayurveda is, is a 5,000 year old healthcare system from the East. Some say it's as old as 10,000 years uh, and it's a sister science to yoga. Now, yoga is a household name. Ayurveda, not so much. Um, So Ayurveda really exists to help people live in alignment with nature. Um, And most of its tenants, where it's most effective, is in the preventive side of healthcare. Mind you, there are Ayurvedic physicians out there, Ayurvedic doctors that work integratively with other healthcare professionals to help with uh, the remedial side of of the healthcare uh, field. So it actually works with many Western applications um, and really helps people revive their health 
to a point where they're actually they're integrating these different systems you know from the east and the west together so that we can actually look at a holistic approach to, to healthcare and helping people heal themselves essentially so really what ayurveda does is it's a think of it as a root cause um healthcare system that helps us go to what the root of the issue is as opposed to really just putting a band-aid on something that's already existing uh, so ayurveda helps us to really heal ourselves much of the time we can do a lot of that healing on our own it really awakens our body's innate capacity to heal um, and we can also do that with the integration of other healthcare systems that um come from the or more practice sorry in the west uh so really ayurveda just helps us live in alignment with what our true nature is and so many of us have forgotten that okay so we kind of got lost there we got kind of froze i lost you at it's that true ayurveda is Oh, that was like pretty much the last thing I said. Ayurveda really helps us to uh, connect with what our true nature is. And that is something many of us, especially in the West, have forgotten. What is our true nature as spirit? And what is the truth about us? Ayurveda is a system that supports the discovery of that. Okay. So okay so how does one live in that lifestyle like is it like i mean it, is it something that you have to live with from the beginning of life how or how can you transition into that lifestyle i'm assuming you weren't born into that lifestyle but you're living it now no i wasn't knowingly born into the lifestyle and the reason why i say that is because ayurveda follows a person from the moment they are conceived to the moment they take their last breath on the planet. So in terms of one adopting a lifestyle really has, um, it, it really is just comes down to when you first discover Ayurveda is not in the womb, we discover it at this age, or sometimes they're teenagers, or sometimes we're in our 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Um, we come across the system and we begin to apply it to our lifestyle. So, um, our body mind constitution or what we know in ayurveda as a dosha there are three vada pit and kapha is decided at the moment of conception that first of all is our nature everything our body and mind is subjected to after that point is as a result of the environment and so that can become our imbalances or what happens out in in the environment especially when we're born um we are subject to things like dry skin we're subject to inflammation uh, many of us will experience dis-ease mentally as well so we might experience anxiety or depression or a combination thereof anything that happens within the body that throws it out of balance is considered a dis-ease ayurveda helps us move towards ease because it helps us live in accordance with uh, nature and our body types. So as I said, that's decided at the moment of conception and it follows us throughout life. Now, 
It depends on the state of your parents, where they were at the moment you were conceived as well. So let me elaborate a little bit on this. Because Ayurveda's aim is to have us align with nature, it comes from the concept of nature has five elements, air, space, fire, water, and earth. Now, if we know that to be true, do we know this to be true? Do you come from nature? I guess you can answer that if you want. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So yes, we do come from nature. So by virtue of that alone, we have the expression of all five elements within our bodies. Some of us have more fire in our bodies. Some of us have more air and space in our bodies. And some of us have more earth in our bodies. So when we are conceived, those elements are acting in different proportions. So, um, when that essentially is our nature right our, our true selves is that the most perfect version of ourselves is the moment of conception so um if the parents for example have more of the expression of fire element at the moment of conception and the other parent has more expression of the earth element the the um, we'll call the zygote, <laughs> that those cells become more of an expression of those, those elements as well. And so a, the, the fetus develops and grows into, you know, a baby, the baby's born, and it has more expression of that fire and earth element. Now, that is their natural constitution. So with 7.8 billion of us on the planet, we each have all of the elements just like nature in our bodies just some of us have more an expression of fire and some of us have more an expression of earth okay so what does that mean so fire and earth have different qualities i'll just use those two as an example so fire is hot sharp and it's mobile earth is soft dull and stagnant so a person's going to have a combination of those two in their constitution say the parents had more of that um, now, because in nature, everything has an opposite, all of the qualities or gunas have an opposite. So we have hot, sharp, and mobile. Let's just use that one as, as an example. So what are the opposites of those three? So hot, cold, sharp, dull, mobile is stagnant, essentially. So what brings us into balance is by bringing in those opposite qualities. So if we have hot, sharp, and mobile as our dominant element, what brings us into balance, therefore, is its opposite. So things that are cold, dull, and stagnant, therefore, bring us into the sense of, we like to use the word, all in our society is balance, even though that's sort of, we kind of chase after it, and it seems like it's more of a romantic idea than a reality. Um, but let's use the word harmony or dis-ease. So we have dis-ease where there's too much of that fire happening. And then we have ease where we move more towards the center using the opposite qualities. So what does that look like in a real life example? Okay. So too much fire or hot, sharp, and mobile qualities looks like anger. It looks like inflammation. It looks like infection in the body. Um, it looks like fever. Anything, what does fire do? Fire heats things up, right? And it, 
If it gets too much, it can cause a forest fire, for example, it gets out of control and causes inflammation in the body. So someone that's born with a constitution with more fire in it is going to therefore be more prone to fiery conditions such as inflammation, anything that ends with an itis, like arthritis, for example, diverticulitis. Um, and that's how it shows up within, within the body as well. Fire means when we get heated up, when we get angry or frustrated or annoyed, that's all that fire element acting way out of control. So then how does a person balance that out? Well, okay, so because like attracts like, we tend to bring in the things that are most like us because that's how we feel safe. It's sort of a primordial instinct. How do we balance that out though? Because we don't wanna burn ourselves out. By the way, burnout is a pitta condition. If any of your uh, viewers or listeners um, can identify with that, burnout means too much fire happening. We've just wasted all our resources, burnt it out, there's nothing left. Um, so how does one begin to balance that out? So you look to the opposite quality. So we have our hot, sharp, and mobile. We go to cold, dull, and stagnant qualities. So how we nourish ourselves through all five of our senses, let's just use food, for example, someone with too much of those qualities in their, in their um, experience would therefore bring in cold, dull, and stagnant qualities, let's say through food. So instead of eating foods that are more acidic, so like fried foods, um, high sugar things, <laughs> things I call it, um, there's like even cayenne pepper, for example, or like a hot spicy Mexican food kind of thing. Um, we would do good to forego that and bring in qualities that are more cooling. So cooling foods would be things like oats, uh, sweet potato, aloe, coriander, cilantro, and the list goes on from there. Um, if we bring those into our lifestyle or into our nutrition, it therefore stands to reason because it's the opposite qualities and we are what we eat, uh, that we're bringing in those qualities which bring us back to center because our bodies are always looking for homeostasis, a fancy term for harmony. Um, so those foods that are more cooling, dull and stagnant are therefore going to bring us back into balance and pacify us. So things like ice cream? Things like ice cream, especially in the <laughs> summer months. So the summer months, because it applies to seasons as well. So someone that has more fire in their constitution will more likely go out of balance in the summer months, say from June to about September. So they need to be extra vigilant to bring in foods that are nourishing to that. So actually, if you see, if you know someone, for example, in your life that has more of those fiery qualities, throw an ice cream cone at them and run, <laughs> let them deal with it. <laughs> uh, because that ice cream is, is cooling. It has a sweet quality to it as well, which is pacifying to that particular uh, imbalance. Um, and it's, and it's more of a, a, um, a stagnant sort of quality to it as well. So ice cream is actually, yes, very remedial, very nourishing for the fiery pitta types in the summertime. So not for everyone. It's not for everyone. No. So here's it. You bring up a really good 
um, sort of a topic or a little segue here. So people that, so because Pitta is a fiery constitution, the other two constitutions are either cool or cold. So if we brought ice cream in, ice cream would only, like attracts like, would only make their cool or cold conditions even more cool or cold. So um, it's not for everyone. However, the season plays in that person's favor because in the summer it's hotter so we can tolerate things like that better. But if you're one of the more cooler or cold constitutions and it's winter time, that's a no-no for you. <laughs> even, even with pittas and our fiery types. Wow. That's why Dairy Queen used to close every winter. <laughs> and that's why when I see people, like, especially as Canadians that go into the line of a Dairy Queen, I'm like, that better be like burger and fries and not, you know, <laughs> blizzard that you're ordering because that creates a violence, right? But yeah. Well, it must be very difficult for you to walk through, like, in public and, and anywhere because you're like, you know, I can tell what kind of body type you are and you shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> right? Well, it would be difficult if I allowed it to be difficult, right? Like I would just have information overload all the time if I was doing my little like assessment kind of thing. It's almost feel futuristic, right? Like, oh, ding, 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 pitta. That's a pitta. There's blah, blah, blah. We should be doing that or this. Um, so that doesn't happen for me on the regular, but I can say like, just yeah, it's, you know, it comes to mind every once in a while. Um, and someone, especially if it just kind of stands out, if they're really super cold and you're, they're the Vada or the, the very skinny minis of all three of them, the body types, and they're shivering and they're getting like a big ice cream cone and it's the middle of winter. I'm like, you know, I'm my heart, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not the best, just, but that's the thing is that people don't make that connection, right? Because so many of us are disconnected with our true nature and the fact that we come from mama nature, right? And right. so having even just those little bit of like that little bit of knowledge are nuggets that we can use to be really practical to stay in balance. Because when we're out of balance, like we have time to figure out, you know, our higher purpose and higher calling if our bodies aren't happy, right? So we got to take care of our bodies on the physical level first, and then we, then we sort of work our way backwards to the more subtle levels from there. And that, of course, takes, it, it doesn't happen overnight. I mean, it's not like you can just read a book and say, okay, I just have to put it all into play, right? Because sometimes you can be a combination, right? You're not necessarily just one body type you could be a combination so what works for one might not work for the other exactly and one person could be out of balance in a different constitution as well so yeah there are about seven different combinations possible uh, of the different body types in fact I'm pretty close to a combo myself um, I'm dominant pitta so the dominant fire element and then Vata is the second one. So air and ether, um, because I do run hot, like if I'm a runner as well. Um, so going out in the middle of the day, I get heated up really quickly. So I have to run in the morning, but at the same time, 
I got cold hands and feet. So it's kind of a combination. That's, that's not typical of a pitta. Pitta would have warm hands and warm feet because of their fiery nature. Uh, but because I've got more air and ether in my body, thanks mom, thanks dad. <laughs> um, I have to be, you know, I have to change the way that I do my lifestyle, what I put in my body, how I nourish it through all five of my senses, not just the five, not just the taste sense. Um, but having that knowledge allows me to stay in balance so I can connect with myself at a more subtler level and really understand my purpose and meaning on this planet. Wow. How long did you study to learn what you know, how long did you study this? So I've been at this for six years and I'm still learning new things that blow my mind every single day when it comes to Ayurveda. Um, it is a very deep and intricate system. And yet at the same time, it's so practical and it's really just simple use of the cues from nature to live in harmony, right? So you can get lost in the details and mired in the details of, of Ayurveda. In fact, people that have studied it for many years are still, they're still unpacking a few things that come from it. Cause gotta remember, this is not like yesterday that it was born. This is upwards of 10,000 years that this system has been around, right? But it's been around to help people live um, more simply so that they can really connect with their, their spiritual side, right? As the saying goes, we're human beings, right? But we're more like spiritual beings in a human body. And um, we're experiencing this, this life on this planet in 2021, as crazy as it is out there, uh, for a reason. And there's a meaning behind it. There's a reason why we all showed up right now. So... Oh, would I love to know that meaning. And I know that it will come, but nobody knows what that is, right? Nobody really knows. We have to all figure it out sort of in time and on our own. And that's just it. But can I let you in on a little secret? Please, please. <laughs> okay. So I think many of us are, you know, we're born to make a difference and make a change on this planet. And many of us want to start on that global level. We want to stop the, you know, all the issues like things like climate change, global warning, poverty, um, you know, all sorts of different issues that are happening on a global level. And so we set forth thinking it is the selfless thing to do to fix everything outside of us. But what gets left behind? Our own, our, ourselves personally. Ourselves, exactly. And so what have we been taught in the narrative over, you know, since we've been conscious enough to realize and, and connect with the earth, what have we been taught about taking care of ourselves from, you know, childhood to now? That it's... It's selfish. It's selfish. It's unnecessary right exactly I mean, that yeah. taking care of myself first yeah. is is selfish now mind you i'm going to say a disclaimer here there are legitimately selfish people out there right but here's the thing if you are only giving yourself 60 percent and you only know 60 percent what is it that you're giving to other people it can't be a hundred percent because you don't know what it hundred percent feels like. Cause you're only giving yourself 60%. So actually taking care of yourself first is actually selfless. Why? Because 
change is an inside job. If we want to make an impact on the planet, we actually are, mo are most powerful by changing ourselves first. That is the most impactful thing we can do for this planet is to look within. And here's the thing. You know someone that's taking care of themselves. They walk into a room. They have a different energy about them. They have a light. Their light is living and they are living light. <laughs> and you can tell that, right? They don't even have to tell you what they're doing or what diet plan are you on or whatever. They exude an energy that is very different from the, the average person walking around. They're living their truth because they're honoring themselves first. They recognize that if I give myself 100%, that means that I can give the other person to the, to the level of which I have given myself. Right. So here's the thing. To answer that question about like, you know, our, or the statement to follow that up. Can I let you in on a secret? The secret to helping our world become a better place and to heal itself, therefore lies within the individual to heal themselves first. So when you give to yourself and when you reconnect with yourself, you are saving the world. You are saving your family. You are saving your community because you chose to save yourself first. So, yeah. So what you're saying is once I love myself, then I spread that love, right? I'm spreading my, my light, my love to the rest of the world. Well, look at the state of the world right now. We are in, are we in love or are we in fear? Oh, we are all in fear. We're in war. It feels like war. So guess what's happening on the individual level? If we're at war on the macrocosmic level, the earth level, that is only reflective of the individual, the microcosm. So if the macrocosm is at war and is in fear, as individuals collectively, we are feeling that too. We are in this fear energy and it's therefore being reflected in our environment. Microcosm equals macrocosm. Now, some people might be like, well, no, that's not the case. That's not how I feel. Like I'm spreading the love and all that stuff. That I'm not saying that that's the case. And, and I'm like, I want to acknowledge everyone that is putting in that effort and that is connecting with themselves. We need more of you out there. And by being that, that example, you therefore share that energy with other people and they naturally come to you. What are you doing that's different? And how can I have some of that for myself? And you see how that works? A person who dims their, her, doesn't shine their light, dims their light for the rest of the world. So if we know better, it is our duty for the better or for the greater good to share that with other people. And we don't have to get up on our soapbox and, and start preaching it. We just, as we start to know better for ourselves and know our bodies better, we improve the relationship with ourselves. And when we improve the relationship with ourselves, we share that with our family. Our family shares that with the community, with the province of Alberta, with the country of Canada, with our continent, the Americas, with the world, right? And it, sh and it spreads like that. Okay, I get that. So what you're saying, basically, it's, it's energy. 
right? It's the energy that we now hold. So if for all the, like the, uh, the science nerds and all that kind of stuff out there, it's like, okay, well, what like energy, you know, that's, it can't be measured. Right. And so we have a hard time putting our thumb on that. And many of us will not quote unquote subscribe to that. But if we were to bring in the, um, the concept of energy can neither be created nor destroyed. It's always continuous. The thing is, is what we're looking at is a variation, if you will. Humans are just shapes of nature. And so therefore, if nature comes from this energy and if everything is energy, we are there for that energy. We are continual beings. There's no real beginning and end to us. And that's where we've kind of gone wrong, if you will, um, is that it's this continual energy that happens from lifetime to lifetime, from form to form. Um, yeah, kind of think of it as sort of like, shapeshifters kind of thing so and I know right. some people listening might think okay well so the the person has passed okay well where do they pass to right I know we've used they've passed on or they passed away where does that that spirit of that soul move to next right does it become another person does it become a tree does it become a mushroom growing out of the ground a bird flying in the sky what happens to that energy and where did it come from well go back to science if it can neither be created nor destroyed it's just a continuation that kind of like i don't know that when i when i first heard that it really made me exhale i was like oh i feel like i'm in this rush to get all this stuff done before i turn 100 and die right? I've had all this time since, you know, um, I was born 1980. I've had all that time since 1980 till now. And I feel sometimes pressured to get all this stuff accomplished and done and be a legacy in this lifetime. Because, you know, I don't know when it's going to end for me, right? So there's that pressure that we put on ourselves. And to take that load off, um, this energy is continual. And I feel like I'm, I'm kind of a uh, so that okay so i heard a quote energy is everywhere ayurveda is everywhere so that's kind of an explanation of that yeah so if we were to kind of get more esoteric if you will with ayurveda so ayurveda translated i didn't even say that this at the beginning literally means life science so it's just a matter of the science of life literally we are we are experimenting with our lives on a daily basis. And when we say Ayurveda is everywhere, Ayurveda really gives us the, the, the possibility, the opportunity to experience life and our connection with ourselves and our meaning through this vessel or this body. And this body experiences life through the elements, through our air, space, fire, water, and earth which all have these qualities. I talked about fire having qualities, hot, sharp, and mobile. Um, and so within our environment, if you like the viewers can see around me, I don't have like red walls per se. I have light gray colored walls behind me. I've got gold. I'm sort of moving off to the side here. So you can see that because there, the Ayurveda is in that as well. There's Ayurveda in terms of, um, qualities are in colors and gold is actually a high quality color that is pacifying or nourishing to all of the body types. Um, 
and the lighter colors bring in this different sense of quality as well. It brings in lightness. It brings in a sense of being soothed as well. So Ayurveda exists in my walls and in these gold uh, <laughs> plant planters, uh, little hanging things from my ceiling behind me, uh, Ayurveda exists within the food that I had this morning. So the food that I had was warm and it was nourishing. And if I want to help out cold hands, I need to have warm, nourishing food, especially in the fall season that we're in right now, bringing in the qualities that are the opposite, essentially. If it's cold and dry outside, we need warm and uh, dewier or foods with lots of moisture in them. I'm doing everything I can to, to not say the say. <laughs> I think <laughs> this is amazing. Word. Like I, I'm so like <laughs> intrigued. I wanna know so much. Right. Like I actually even was, I spent, um, while the kids were out trick-or-treating last night, you know, between answering the door and that I was doing research on all this. And I think it's like, so amazing. There's so much to learn. I mean, we're going back to 10,000 years yeah. for, you know, you, you, it's not going to be a one sitting, you know, learning experience in, in any way. Right. Um, now we kind of touched on this whole pandemic living. I know that you mentioned, you know, we need to worry about what's inside before we can worry about what's outside. What kind of tips and tools could you offer to um, listeners and um, viewers who are not following an Ayurvedic lifestyle? Because I mean, there's, I, I, don't, I don't imagine there's too many. I haven't heard of it until just recently. So I, therefore, I'm probably speaking to 99% of the population, although that number is shrinking by the day because more and more people are finding out about Ayurveda. Uh, and in this time as well, because um, we are looking at a time when, we're being when we are being challenged about what our bodies can and cannot do, right? So without going down a big controversial trail, our, our bodies actually have an innate capacity to heal themselves, right? Our bodies have a natural immunity. Our bodies have a natural immunity. And how Ayurveda sees that is through the concept of ojas essentially so we have this sense of resiliency and we build that by nourishing our bodies and by making sure that we're not um, eating outside of our constitution for example that we have right diet that we have right medicine um, and that we have the right season that we're that we're working within as well so for people that like that want to use a system, for example, to help them manage uh, a time like this, like the pandemic. Well, right now we're in an imbalance. I think it's pretty, pretty obvious that we're in a significant imbalance. Um, and when we talk about the, the overwhelming fear that a lot of people are in and the anxiousness and, and, you know, not knowing what's going to happen tomorrow and that sense of uncertainty, those are stress factors before uh, the vid came along um, and they're even more pronounced now. So let's go back to the previous question about Ayurveda is in everything. Um, let's look at the word fear. So fear is, if we broke that down into the qualities, what is fear? Fear is this unrest and we feel mobile and we feel like we need to act and we need to go and hide or we need to, um, we need to do something. So it's the stirring up of um, especially thought, right? And being anxious about 
things that may or may not happen uh, in the future, feeling threatened. So with that motion, that motion reflects the winds, the changing winds. So at any given time, it could change directions. That's unpredictable. It's cooling. Fear is a vata emotion. So if we have this, the world right now that's in this collective fear, we have an imbalance or a vikruti, uh, is a sort of the fancy word in, in Ayurveda that we use. We have a vikruti that is vata in nature. Okay, so before I mention that with, with vata, say it's cold and mobile and it's chaotic, for example, we have the opposite of that. So we have cold, mobile, chaotic. So to treat that, we need warm, um, mobile, we need stagnant, chaotic, we need structure. So for a collective uh, fear mentality that's happening, we need to bring in those qualities into our lives. And so that comes from how we nourish ourselves and our lifestyle and all five of the senses. So sight, smell, sound, touch, and taste. All of those get nourished with the opposite qualities of this fear that's happening right now, cold, mobile, and chaotic. So the type of foods that we eat need to be warm, uh, stagnant, and have structure to them. So heavier foods, for example. The things that we do in our everyday life. Uh, so say, let's use this, the, um, the touch sense. One of the responses to that in terms of nourishing our bodies is to do something called self-oil massage. Why? Because it's warm, it's nourishing, it completely brings that balance or that harmony in that we are experiencing from the cold mobile qualities that are happening. So self-oil massage is those represents those opposite qualities. And when we're massaging our body, we're creating that sense of touch. And when we want to feel nourished and um, soothed, we ask for hugs, right? And so things like that, bringing in more of that contact from family members, if you will. I mean, a, just a disclaimer out there, what you feel comfortable with, because I get people are, are a little bit on edge about, um, about the virus and whatnot. Uh, so dialing it back to something like a bianga or self-oil massage nourishes and brings the body back into balance. So doing that for even five minutes a day um, and just self-massaging the body calms it down and slows the, the nervous system that's way out of whack in this, in this fear and anxiousness and worry. So that's another way that we can do it. I'll tell you a third way as well, and then I'll wrap that up. Um, so a third way that we can, we can create that sense of calm as well is to get grounded. So air and space are light. They're way up here. It's, it can change from any moment to moment, right? So if we have those qualities that change from moment to moment and we need to nourish it with the opposite, we go lower. So we go closer to the ground. So people can take off their socks, for example, and connect their feet to the ground. That will help to nourish them. Um, way back in the day when there was like a threat of a, an earthquake, for example, and we had all that training in, in school, what do you do? You get underneath your desk. That's what they taught us back then, right? Why? To get grounded. Um, 
And a, a similar thing when we say like, okay, well, I need to feel grounded because I don't right now, things are too chaotic. People will use that in their own language. So doing something like in yoga, we do this course pose or Shavasana, we get low to the ground and we connect our bodies to the ground to what? Calm the nervous system. So that's another way that we can do that, especially from our, our spirit and our emotional side. Um, is to do that physical act of getting grounded, getting lower to the ground, something like corpse pose, putting a blanket on us to create that warmth, opposite of cold, um, doing something like self-oil massage, and then the way that we consume foods as well. So in a calm environment, they should be warm, nourishing, donate any raw foods right now. It's not going to serve any of us, especially if we're in fear. Um, and then to make sure that we're not distracted at all, because what's distraction? It's mobile, frenetic, chaotic, so that we're actually in, in the present moment will help us bring down those, that quality of fear that so many people are experiencing in this ongoing, never-ending <laughs> pandemic. I'm, I'm totally amazed. Like, I'm like, I, you can talk for hours and I just want to sit and listen. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, is that like, I'm, I'm amazed every single day about how cradled I feel since I've found this system. And the beauty thing is it's no, it's not religious. No, it's not going to force you to do anything you don't want to do. It will welcome you when you're ready for it. And it'll let you go if you want to leave. Right. Like I can't say that's no, it's not a cult. Let me just be clear with that as well. It's a system that any human being on this planet can pick up and integrate into their lifestyle. They can, if they're on a current, um, say like medication plan, for example, they can integrate Ayurveda into that as well. And it will help support them. Right. So this is a message for people that are, that are, um, using medication, for example, let's, let's get specific. Ayurveda can help you too. It really helps support your, the lifestyle decisions that we make because taking medication is, is one way that we can respond to an imbalance or a dis-ease within the body. There are thousands, thousands of different ways that a person can be supported through their nutrition and through their lifestyle choices in combination with taking medication to help them create the sense of harmony. So at the end of the day, what do we all want? We all want to be happy. We want to have joy. We all want to know that our lives have meaning on this, on this planet, that there's a purpose for every 7.8 billion one of us souls. And if we could all be on the same page, <laughs> wouldn't it be like, I mean, ideally that is joy, right? If we could all be living in that joyous place. Yeah. We, I mean, then how can the world be so chaotic? Well, one step at a time, right? If we, if we um, continue to focus on like, what, what's the saying? Like your energy goes where your focus flows or something like that. I'm sure someone, yeah. me, right. If we're focusing on trying to run away from fear, we just keep going that direction. But if we focus on what we want, which is joy and happiness and love, and we act in accordance with that, and we live a lifestyle in accordance with that, 
It's like the story of the two wolves. The, the wolf that you feed is the one that's going to survive. The one that you the one that you don't feed is going to starve. So if we feed that wolf that represents love, it's going to continue to grow. And we're not even focusing on the one that represents fear. We're just focusing on creating things and doing little things every single day, even if it was one thing that helps move us towards this energy, this higher vibrating energy of love simply because of making a choice that is in alignment with what we want as opposed to trying to fix what we don't want see the big difference there totally can be totally. slight for some people but like it makes all the world of difference here's where people would drop off with ayurveda it doesn't happen overnight and so many of us are conditioned to have this instant gratification we think that oh if it doesn't work instantaneously it must not work at all. Okay, so let me repeat. 10,000 years of practice. <laughs> Inherent in that means that we need to be patient with our own healing, that it's not going to happen overnight. And the fact that if it's upwards of 10,000 years, it is sustainable. But we have to show up and be willing to be accountable for our experience and for our results. This particular system supports that when we're ready to step up to the plate. Oh my God. I love this. Okay. Tell the viewers and the listeners where they can find you. All right. So I'm kind of all over the place. Uh, so you can find me through my website at uh, KendraIrvin.com. You can find me on social media. I'm more commonly on Instagram these days. I'm also on Facebook. I'm going to be all over the place on Facebook over this next month because I'm also hosting a summit, which is another place that not only can you find me, but 29 other speakers that are like-minded and supportive um, of this, this concept of preventative and holistic nurturing cradling uh, medicine and healthcare too. So that's another place that you can find me November 23rd to 25th on the happy body summit help is on its way support is on its way in this community um souls from all over canada across canada and the u.s are showing up at this particular event and if you wanted to attend it it's free it is free for people that want to have that that resource and want to connect with me on that level as well amazing thank you so much I feel like my head has so much information in it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, well, sometimes it's, it's a matter of unpacking what's most meaningful to you, right? Because I said a lot of things in this time that we have been together. Um, it's a matter of picking out what brings you the most value and what is the most applicable and meaningful to you right now. So if if this just kind of went in through one ear and out the other, at least the, there was a seed, right? There was the opportunity. You heard the word Ayurveda today. If it's the first time that you heard it and it came from me, awesome. If you don't do anything with it afterwards, that's what's meant for you as well. If you take this and run with it, run with it and you sign up and become a private client right away and go all the way to, to go, um, awesome as well. What matters is that 
people know that something like this that is supportive to them that they can pick up and let go of at any time that they want that they know that it's possible that it's out there and that it's available to them at any point um for me is like then I feel like I've done my job today oh totally totally yeah so is this something that someone could pick up on their own they can in fact, the way that I found this was on my own. It happened to be through a book report project that I was doing for wellness coach training uh, many, many years ago. And I happened to, uh, it's called Perfect Health by Deepak Chopra. That happened to be on my list. It happened to be the book out of all the big lists that they had that I chose, right? And so I think it's because I asked for it. It showed up, it found me and I got my aha eureka breakthrough moment when I'm like, the rest of the world needs to know that this exists and that they have the capacity to, to heal themselves too. You know? It's amazing. And, and everybody knows Deepak Chopra. I mean, you know, I don't know anyone who hasn't heard his name. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's all because I picked up a book, right. And wow. I, and I learned about it and I got to know my body type more and I know it really well now after practicing it for as many years and through doing body type assessments on other people too. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is, uh, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Well, I'm, this was like amazing. I'm like, <laughs> I'm totally amazed <laughs> and I can't wait to learn more. Like I am so into learning more. And I know I'll learn through you. I am going to be at the summit and I'm going to do my own research and I will somehow compile it all together and become just as knowledgeable as you, I hope. Oh, I love this. Oh, <laughs> I love this. I welcome that with, with open arms, my friend. The more That's people nice. that know about this, the better. And the closer yes, you for, sure. for sure, for sure. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.